welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for when the hot plumber comes over and you, quote-unquote, accidentally leave your Bluetooth speaker in the bathroom with my special guest, Nick Thune. Hello. Did I get it all right? I, I mean, it looked like you set it off memory. <laughs> I did. Yeah, That's I was kind of staring good. into the middle distance. Wasn't yeah, I? <laughs> yeah. You really had those words right in front of you, and That's, it that looked like you good. were reading off a prompter, but. But there wasn't one. That's how you read your brain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just robotic almost. <laughs> <laughs> but there. Seems like almost like you'd put some thought into it too. Which A little bit. I was like grasping for the words like, yep, you got your name right. Uh-huh. Yep, mm-hmm. that's the name of the podcast. Ooh, that is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, happy and new the year. Too. Um, happy new year. How you doing? It's been a stressful year so far. Oh, man, it has. Boy, this one got kicked off. Real wackadoo. It really hit, and like, I've had a plumber over twice. Hot plumber? No. <sighs> but, but you can dream. Yeah, and I just, uh, there's got to be one out there, and if there's not, somebody corner that market. There was an episode of uh, The Cosby Show, <laughs> great <laughs> reference these days, uh-huh. where um, some one of the kids' friends who had gone to their fancy college had in, had sort of not decided not to use their degrees and instead started a home improvement company and there was like a plumber and a drywaller and all this stuff. They mm-hmm. came over and fixed the Huxtable's house and they were like, why would you ever do this? But they were a bunch of cool, hot, young um, uh, renovators, plumbers. So they exist in Bill Cosby's world. Is it like the yeah. stripper cleaners or something? No, no, they were just like, hey, we decided. It was like early hipsters. Uh, where like, you know, oh, they were yeah. like, yeah, instead I'm just gonna move to Williamsburg and like get really into like brass fixtures and oh, stuff to like be that. in that writer's room. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Actually, uh, my my sister's ex-boyfriend was in that writer's room. And that's why they're broken up. Uh, n- <laughs> no, actually, there were even other reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, he said that uh, I, we shouldn't go down this road. No, no why not? It, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah really? exactly. Why? Welcome back to uh, a cool playlist where we talk about Cosby. Um, I well, and I as the plumber was over, I because I, I do actually set playlists and music for people that are in the house working a lot. Like that's going to be a treat for them? Yeah, like they might not know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, off their vibe, I try and find a little bit of a playlist. Mm -hmm. Or I ask them, like, what music do you like? And then I do that. Um, And I just kind of got lost in thought while they were running like some huge thing down the toilet. What are they? I don't even know. The whether snake? It's a snake, a big snake. Though. Okay. Like, this like an anaconda. Yeah. Okay. This was a big guy. <laughs> right. Right. Like a dinosaur. Right? Are anacondas long? Is that um, what they're? Yeah. They're, I think they're just big in every way. Yeah. And they don't want none unless you got buns. Yeah. Well, I can agree with that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that's, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Hun, by the way, they <laughs> yeah, throw Hun on yeah, the end it, of that. It, I think that threw both of us off that I didn't Don't want none it. of your <laughs> buns, Hun. <laughs> Sounds like a 60-year-old man talking to his wife. like Yeah. And also sort of a subliminal reference to um, uh, honey bun snack cakes, I think. It's when you're looking. What? How do we um, talk down to a woman that rhymes with bun? Mm. Hun. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's pretty much your only answer. Which comes from honey, mm-hmm. which we which know is sweet. is sweet, and bees like, mm-hmm. you know, they they help produce it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. Um, we so, really took that all the way down. Yeah, we did. So you make playlists for just like anyone who's going to be 
lingering around your house. Yeah, and I do a murderer playlist or that that would actually be nice. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Whoever's in the bushes. I've done yeah, and I've done a whole bunch of playlists. I like to make playlists for people. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Whenever I hear somebody say something like, "God, I've never really listened to Towns Van Zant all." that night send them like my 20 favorite Towns Van Zandt songs, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. Like here's a way in. Yeah. You're yeah. an idiot. Listen. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the, I mean, that's how I found most music when I was a kid. I uh, would get um, cassette tapes and give them out to the cool kids and be like, mm-hmm. could you please make me a mixtape? And they were excited enough about the music that they liked. That do you remember the best mixtape you ever got? Yeah. It was from this guy, Jeremy Capeller. And I played it so many times that uh, the tape slowed down. Like they ah, got stretched yeah. out, and so my versions of like certain songs were way slower. There was also a, a pretty good one that I got that I remember had like some. It had like a, a, a Kate Bush song on it. That was the first place I ever heard Kate Bush. First place I ever heard Bauhaus, but it was the um, uh, Ziggy Stardust cover, so that was confusing. Mm-hmm. It was like, what am I getting into here? Bauhaus. When you hear a song and you don't know it's a cover, yeah, and you don't <laughs> know, like when you go your whole life thinking that whoever like Jimi hendrix wrote all along the watchtower and mm-hmm. you're like wait a second what yeah uh, oh but um my favorite the best one that anybody ever gave me it's a sad story it was in we were into the cd age and it was this this uh, woman that i worked with and one day something about the kinks came up and i was like yeah i don't really i don't know i never and she made me like and it was like one of those cds there was like 30 songs on it mm-hmm. that she had burned and it was right before I moved to L.A. And so that song, that whole CD was the best CD anybody ever gave to me. I had no idea the, who the Kinks were or anything and how amazing. And then two days into L.A., somebody broke out my car window and stole my no. like 200 CD thing that I had in my car. Mm. And that was in there. And I just remember being like, man. And you never listened to the Kinks again? Never. <laughs> No, I thought it was a sign. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I moved, I to, didn't deserve it. <laughs> when I moved to London, um, it, right after college, I also gave all my housemates tapes and had them make me tapes. And one of them was just full of all this super Americana music, like a lot of John Denver and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so, walking around London all by myself, that's what I was listening to listening the whole to time. And I'm like, American hmm, folk. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm not really getting into the right vibe here. Yeah, I remember when I went to Europe my first time, I had a I had like the first iPod. Ooh. And hot off the presses? Yes. Like <laughs> the exact and I didn't have a charger. I lost the charger somewhere in like the first week of this European like two month. So you thing. had a brick with you? Yes. That I was conserving. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you didn't <laughs> want to like use like up the energy that was left in it? <laughs> yeah. So like every night I'd like listen to two songs in bed and and uh-huh. then finally like at one hostel somebody had a charger. Like no one had iPads or iPods at that point. But there was only like 20 songs. I was like still had new technology, but didn't understand how to use it. Yeah, that sounds like a, a, kind of a nightmare, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, I'll let them start the song and then I'll sing the rest in my head. I don't know. This, this, I can't do it. So do you want to get into this uh, playlist for the, the hot plumber? Yeah. The imaginary hot plumber? These yeah. are your songs in the order that you did them. Okay. Some reminders. Um, and the first song in the playlist is yours, if you want to introduce it. Uh, it's Sexual Healing by Hot Chip. And there we go. There you go. From 2006, off of The Warning. And it's fun. Yeah. Basically, it's a thing that you play when someone's in your car and they're like, wait, 
you you wait like the 30 seconds to a minute where they're trying to act like they know what it is and then they finally submit and say like what is this, Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then that just like honestly gets me hard it, in a way that's like i can't even i don't i probably legally shouldn't explain but <laughs> do you think it's the like uh the, just that old school teaching about music thing yes yeah. i do and then i also think it's fun too like you know about do you know why marvin gay wrote the song is what I, then what i throw mm-hmm. into him which is he had an absolute horrible porn addiction hmm. to the point to where he couldn't be with women really he wow, and that and, and in that era that porn addiction would have taken a lot more effort and it's darker that's for not sure just like pulling yeah. out your phone you're seeking out porn you're getting weird dark like tapes people are giving you personal tapes Ooh. it's not we're not just talking cinemax yeah you know <laughs> mm-hmm. red shoe diaries <laughs> yeah and so he wrote this song based on like somebody telling him that he needed sexual healing like he huh. needed to find a way to be sexually healed and then through sex or he made it that Yeah, and he song. fucked his way out of it. Aww. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the problem's not too big, you could kind of fuck your way out of anything, yeah. right? Yeah, Marvin Gaye's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so how did you find this version of it, though, this hot chip version? I I do, so I I go through different obsessions with people that I already am aware of. that Like, people like, like friends and relatives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like my cousin Keith. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I'm doing a big mixtape on him. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Where, like, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I love Marvin Gaye, um, but do I just love him like everybody loves him? Do I really know the impact that he made? And is yeah. there other things about Marvin Gaye that I can learn or listen to? And so then I find like rare live performances on YouTube that I'm watching. And then all of a sudden I he's singing the national anthem at a Lakers game. And then next thing I know, what's this other video? Hot chip, hmm. sexual healing. That's odd. And then I'm into it, you cool. know, and then I like this is actually good. I want to send this to somebody. And then I put feelers out by like sending it to people. And they're like, whoa, like, am I? Have I gone crazy or this is this good, amazing? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do that sometimes where I'm like, I try not to. I try to be like, you know what? If I like it, I like it. It's me. But I'm also a little bit scared both in choosing songs and in writing songs that someone else is going to hear it. And I'm going to be like, isn't this great? And they're going to be like, uh, this is She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain. How yeah. did you not notice that this is this other song that's much more well-known. And you're like, like, ugh. Well, but it's... <laughs> yeah, that happens too where you're like, oh, you don't know the whole Beatles thing like where somebody says and you're like, oh, I had no idea that... Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Some, I'm like, oh, I love... You know, Harry Nielsen, they're like, oh, you know that he mostly sang covers, right? Like, no. Well, I mean, he got... He, he made a lot of really good covers, but yeah. he also did a lot of great originals that then other people covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was just in the mix. He was in the mix, but <laughs> I didn't I just figured all of the songs that I thought were his weren't you know, a lot of them weren't. Yeah, one of his first big albums was a, a cover it was uh, Nelson Sings Newman. Yeah. All Randy Newman covers. Um I thought this was fun. It was it's a it's a little herky jerky at the beginning, but then it's like Yeah, that kind of electric. Is, yeah. is that the part part where people are like, wait a minute? Yeah, they're that's, and then after they're, they're confused and then it kinda hits. <laughs> then when it grooves a little more, they're like, yeah. Okay, I wanna know more. Uh-huh. Um the next song I put on was uh Sexy Boy by Air mm. from nineteen ninety eight. Year I graduated. Um, and, uh, it's a nice soothing. Yeah. Well, I was trying to go for like a kind of and transition from the from the last song to the next one. Yeah. But a little electroy, not too modern-ish. But 
It almost sounds like, you know that thing that um, Bon Jovi did? We're like, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's <laughs> happening in the background. <laughs> yeah. It might be. <laughs> yeah. There's just a guy with that weird, like, microphone with the thing next to it where he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you like Bon Jovi when you were a kid? Sure. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I was like, really like, I am too cool for that. And then I saw him play live and I was like, this is the best guy in band I've ever seen. Yeah. I just think they were fun. You know, like I, there were certain music that I liked growing up where I just thought like, that's a cool look. Like, yeah. and I'm, I can dig it, you know, we're, even like Kiss where I was just like. And you play music. So yeah. when did that start? Really young. Um, I never, I took piano when I was really young and hated it because I just didn't really care for the music that I was being taught. That's the worst part. I think that's a big problem with piano, with, with music instruction. I think that's definitely changing now with YouTube though. Um, people just teach themselves off of videos. Yeah. My kids, my friend's son that's like 14 is just ridiculous at guitar. And it's just like, he locked himself into a room with YouTube for a year (laughs) and he, and learned how to play. And that's how I learned how to play music was just finally like, okay, how do how do I learn all the chords? Okay, now I know which order they go into and what, like, you know, progression. Now, how do I learn a Neil Young song, you know? Mm-hmm. And then learning to play that stuff. Then I was like, I could play this for an hour alone and just listen and think I'm good. Yeah, you I'm know? getting a little bit better. Then yeah, I hit that yeah. the right place that time. If I learn the B minor, then I can add it to this song. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But my dad was really into music, but it was so weird the music he was into. He, like, Manhattan Transfer. Why is that so weird? It's not weird. I just, as, as a kid, like all of my friends' parents you were like, like listening to the Pixies and stuff. The and 80s version of uh, of the, the Andrews sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I actually meant to the other, the last week I thought about it, I was like, I should re-listen to Manhattan Transfer because it's my childhood. I mean, it's in my, you know, in Bette Midler, a lot of Bette Midler, a lot of mm-hmm. Manhattan Transfer, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I, I picture all of those things being played in a, uh, a penthouse apartment in Manhattan. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like a, a, some sort of 80s cocktail party where people are like, and that's why he's not allowed on Wall Street anymore. <laughs> oh my God, James, you're here! In this that's case, <laughs> it was a two-bedroom house in Redmond, Washington. Okay, but evoking yeah. that feeling. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, we're still very hip and, exactly. and now. And a little Stevie Wonder, which I think kind of brought me like further mm-hmm. into the music that I like. Yeah, I think those are all the albums that my parents had that I would deign to to play besides mm-hmm. the musicals but mm-hmm. the, like uh, they they had uh, everything else oh and a pointer sisters album oh the they pointer sisters <laughs> one of them went to my cousin's high school like just came by one day that was no like went there as a <laughs> okay. student <laughs> just yeah what's was, up guys was me? in the neighborhood a pointer sister <laughs> bye <laughs> i don't know where the other sisters are but um yeah i'm just stopping through but that was all, i always felt connected to the pointer sisters you know yeah they're in amazing. that weird way so what was your first like this is your song, your band, that like it wasn't f- through your parents. Well, I, I, I found that with, with um, rap. Oh, yeah? For sure, yeah. I was really into hip-hop, and then the Beastie Boys and Beck kind of brought me abroad in my mm-hmm. horizon past hip-hop, you know, a little bit. But um, I would have to say, like, the first time that I bought a single that my parents would not like, a, just a you know a single tape with a B side, a single, a like single, mm-hmm. uh, was um, Dre Day. Oh, okay. Um, which I just thought was such a fucking badass song. So did that? Did they also give you an instrumental version so you could do the rapping too? Some I don't of them know would if do that. that. Some of them would do that. I don't <laughs> know if that was on there. 
But I I did that. But also a song that really connected to me was on the cocktail. It was uh, it's so lame. It's the, like the worst Beastie Boys song or the worst Beach Boys song ever. But uh, Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo's an amazing song. Well, it's an amazing song. I love Kokomo. But people trash on it so much. That's because they want you to know how much smarter they are than fun. Yeah. Fuck that. See, I play that song for my son. Sometimes I'll do like an Insta story where I introduce my son to like Rosanna. Or uh, like Toto, you know, mm-hmm. like songs that are actually that just amazing make your spine songs. feel good. Yes, like that have pleasant, warm wash of sunlight songs. Ups and downs, and just moments that you want to be running through a field, screaming, sort of a thing, and then be like, "What do you think of that?" <laughs> <laughs> like we built the city on rock and roll. That was a song that I really connected to. Now that is supposed. People always reference that as being like the worst song. Like that's officially the worst pop song on so many lists. I don't see what the problem is. And then with the rate, the little radio part in it, where they're like, uh, "Come." down on the bridge and the <laughs> <laughs> I mean was that mannequin mannequin soundtrack uh, yeah, yeah yeah I love that whole soundtrack yeah um, yeah that's a great soundtrack I my big thing that's how I got into a lot of music was through soundtracks because that was exactly mine too yeah, yeah there where I mean we didn't have Spotify and we didn't have like just um, people releasing singles in the same way that they did before and after when I was a kid. It was like albums. I don't even think I'd seen cocktails. I just think I had the soundtrack. (laughs) You hadn't seen cocktails, the drinks? No, (laughs) I hadn't seen the drinks. So that way the movie would have made no sense to me. Have you seen the movie now? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. I also, I don't hate the movie. No, me neither. I feel like they should have focused more on the flair bartending. Yes. didn't get enough flair bartending information from it. But that is what the movie will be remembered for, though. Yeah, but it's not. But then once you get into it, you're like, oh, I thought there was more. Yeah. Yeah. Romantic, uh, you know, people hurting each other. I don't know. Whatever. Want to go to your next song? Yes. uh, This is Would You by Richard Swift. Had you heard this song before? No. And uh, it was off of a, an EP that he released free digitally in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, Ground Trouble Jaw. I really liked it in this song. It's, I mean, basically, if you don't know of Richard Swift, you should rush to listen to everything he ever made. Unfortunately, he passed like a year and a half ago. He's a good friend of mine. And this oh. was his wife's favorite song that he ever wrote. But it's just flawless, I believe. And it's, like, I want to say it's simple, but it's not. I guess it's it's just sort of, like, it, like has enough of that, like, I don't know, almost stacks sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's like, and it feels like it's from another era, yeah. which a lot of his music does. But he played in the, the Shins and the Black Keys and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff like that. But um, his songs all kind of have those feel, like, you're like, what? What? was he listening to like how did he come up with that and he made the most ridiculous playlists he if you want to go look on his uh soundcloud mm-hmm. on the richard swift soundcloud there are probably 10 playlists that are over an hour and a half each that he made from vinyl like and transferred transferred it and it's all mixed together so like barbecue having people over oh, for a party perfect. and it's all songs that you've never heard that you're just like what was yeah. What was that? Do you like? Do you like? Song, what do you What do you think is more satisfying? Hearing songs you've never heard, or hearing brand new, or hearing songs that are so familiar? Because I feel like some people that was a, is not a selling point on a playlist. They're like, oh, I don't even know any of these songs. Yeah, I like 
to hear if it's made by if it's curated by somebody like Richard Swift. So it's like they're communicating with you. I want to hear it, or because I mean, he's got great taste. Because his taste is immaculate. I mean, and they were all vinyls that he bought around the world on tour and stuff. And but you know, like um, what I, I will kill a song. Like, like I will over, 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 over and over and over and over until you can't stand it anymore. Yes. Yeah. I not, but I, not that I can't stand it. That people are like, Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like I yeah. shared an office with somebody and he's like, there's like one Kurt Vile song that I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Couldn't stop. And I was like live performances, like going down all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it, but I need, not only do I need the song, I need to see it performed. I need to see like. Anything about it, I need everything. I want it all. Why? Because I build like I build my own image of all of it. I build my image of them writing it. I build my image of the way that they feel when they perform it. Like, like, um, See, I, cause like I, there's a Rihanna song that I just like that I think is probably maybe her most popular. But I'd never really been that into Rihanna, and then I saw it perform live on SNL, and I just thought. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow. That? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I normally don't like live version, live recordings of mm. things. And um, I kind of <laughs> like having not a lot of information about things like how it was played or what people look like when they're, because I find it so evocative just like listening to stuff. So like mm-hmm. I like to be able to listen to something and be like, I'm thinking about a crow and it has a and it found some candy like whatever mm-hmm. um and then i feel like when i see people actually making it i'm like oh it was just that guy with that thing yeah that's that's how you made that song well i look at it this way too um in comedy like you know when you watch us tell jokes or whatever you're not like oh he must have picked that out of this part of his life where this thing happened and he mm-hmm. was going through this and he's a father so that's how he has that point of view and you know whereas like I brought up Kurt Vile, for instance. I remember years and years ago, he released a video of, of the single for an album. And the video was him sitting alone in a room, filming him, putting a record on and just dropping it. And he's drinking a glass of wine and he's in it. Obviously, it seems he's in his house. And then midway through the song, as he's just sitting there listening to it, a little girl runs in with like a mask on and is just dancing, unaware that her father is recording a a video <laughs> and it is so cute and I remember going through the comments because I, I go from that down into the comments to see if anyone in the comments has more information about a song like I go all the way Wow! and somebody was like it's so great to see artists like this producing children <laughs> and that was the first time and this might sound so dumb where I was like I want to be a dad wow that I want to like... produce a child I want to have a child I want that so often those are painted as things that are in conflict that, yes. Like, are you going to be artistic or are you going to? And then you life? see somebody that I think is maybe the most prolific, like brilliant guys performing. Like he's he's his own version of Neil Young in a weird way, where like nobody sounds like him ever. And he had a kid. I was like, that's cool. I want to. I want to be able to have a kid. Yeah. Because that probably adds to his sound. That probably adds to all of it. Like his life, his yeah. happiness, his love. You know. Well, and also just, you know, those record collections that you grow up with, that. Like, as I said, I, I'll like pick out the three albums that I'm like, I know these from the radio, but there's all those other things. Like, it took me a long time to start appreciating a lot of the other stuff that my parents listened to, but I'm really glad it was around. So, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't foreign to me. Like, I wasn't like, who's this Philip Glass? He's not for me. Jacques Brel, no thanks. Like, I could be like, okay, 
I have like some frame of reference. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, it's also funny too when you get a, a single and there's a B-side and it's a song that probably no one is ever going to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah. it's all you have, the tape's flipping on its own whether whatever type of tape player mm-hmm. you had. And now you're really familiar with this B-side song that you're like, I like that song actually. Yeah, there are a few songs from my childhood that I still every now and then will like try to hunt down and I haven't been able to find. And I'm like, maybe that was like a local musician from Virginia maybe that's where mm-hmm. that came from I don't know um, or like I, maybe I'm remembering the lyrics wrong so I'm having a hard time googling it or maybe there's just that much music that not everything is logged on the internet so, oh um, but uh, but all of that like imagine the version of that in such an interesting house like, and it's so overwhelming when you really do think about how much music there is yeah. you know and then and then you I I go through different ways of finding music by like what are the artists that I like like Mm-hmm. You know, and you find those interviews where they talk about that and then I can go down that rabbit hole. I yeah. just feel like it's a never ending rabbit hole. That was sort of a loop around that I took with uh, Harry Nelson that like I grew up with The Point, um, mm-hmm. which was his children's album um, and like very uh, like almost obsessed with it. And then when I got older, I was like, hey, I want to he probably did some other stuff, too. Maybe some stuff for grownups. And um, uh, even I, I think I, I found that by reading um interviews with the Beatles and the Beatles were like who's our favorite artist Harry Nelson well it's that and that song that John Lennon produced um the bridge what's it called um where he's screaming in the song um I almost put it on this playlist actually (laughs) fun treat for the uh (laughs) and it's the story behind it is that John Lennon wanted a specific scream scream and Mm -hmm. Harry Nelson was bleeding uh, by the end of the recording out of his throat yikes and when you hear it, you can tell. I mean, it's not its not an easy one. Something, it bridges in the name. I wish I could remember the name of it. We will, I'll, I'll look it up and put it in the notes, <laughs> put the actual information in there. Um, and I'm just going to keep going with the playlist. Mm-hmm. Speaking of soundtracks, oh, um, uh, the next song is Get to Know Ya by Jesse Johnson from the soundtrack to Pretty in Pink, 1986. Pretty in Pink. That's a great soundtrack. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Being young. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jesse Johnson was, I think, the guitarist in the time. Who's in the time and worked with Prince a whole lot. I love whatever that percussion is. The that yeah. I like the, the way that some sort of rattly kind of jangly yeah. percussion thing. So yeah, he's got a real Prince-ish kind of vibe. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah, that's like little red Corvette kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I, I, uh, I figured, you know, at this point, the the plumber is just like jamming. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, we can have fun in here also. <laughs> the, the, the plumber might be thinking, you know, this job's not always that bad. Yeah. It's yeah. not all shit and piss. Yeah. You know? But like starting to be like, but who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> I am fixing a bathroom for a very cool person. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're out there just like really stressing out. Right, what's the next song here? And oh, God. You know, oh, you know when you so badly want them to hear the next song that you're willing to cut the song yep. off? Uh, <laughs> I, I hate like, that feeling. I have it all the time. Yeah, and I feel like I do it the most with the people I, I like the most. And so I'm like, and that's who I want to hear the whole song. I know. I want them to hear that. But I'm like, but you also need to hear The Gambler. Like, Yeah, yeah. I know. And then, yeah, I do it. 
so much. And people are like, well, no, I want to hear the end of that. I'm like, well, you can listen later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what this I'm trying to catch is. you up on just hearing the beginning and then you can kind of on your own explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some people have been like, why don't you let the whole song play? I'm like, Because well, <laughs> we have to talk about it. They can go and listen to the yeah, whole thing. You should listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get the whole playlist. Just go download that. It is just a nice tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're really here for our soothing voices. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's true. Yeah. I sometimes wonder, I'm like, I wonder if I'm one of those podcasts people sleep to. Oh, that'd be nice. Hey. I can't sleep to a podcast. You can't? No. I can't. The only thing I can do with a podcast is drive. Huh. I can't like have it playing around the house while I'm doing stuff. It just, I I can't focus. Yeah. I'm I, I'm good with having it play like while I'm um, cleaning or reorganizing stuff or whatever. I'm trying to listen to music more when I drive because I feel like I'm more creative when I'm listening to music. Oh, yeah. I that's um, the best place because for me it's that's I write from that a lot of times like whatever song a song like I was saying like we'll paint some sort of picture for me and I'm like okay so what's that what's what's that world what's that scene um, and uh, yeah I find that's a lot more interesting than just alright sit down write something good like, yeah I'm like I'm not good at that it, well it also that's why running and listening to music uh, which I used to do and I need to do again but that was my most creative time mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I've got nothing. Yeah, know? I can't. I, I know I should. And I'll learn this year. Who knows? Whatever. I don't meditate, but I do walk and listen to music. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting the same thing yeah. out of this where I'm like letting my mind like relax and clear, but mm-hmm. also being open to ideas. That's it. Right, guys. Right. Are you That's a it. lyrics person or are you a sound? I'm both. I am I'm ambidextrous musically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cuz wow, I also <laughs> I also like like I especially like songs that sound one way and the lyrics are actually another way. Just a juxtaposition. Yeah, like yeah. um I mean What If Will Believes I think is always a great version of that or um Conversation by Joni Mitchell mm-hmm. um, where it sounds like so upbeat and it's and both of those are singing about the or the the lyrics are about these like little tiny tragedies of someone not caring about you not like a huge they're not like divorce songs they're just like yeah. oh you don't care about me do you huh that's <sighs> i don't think anybody cares about the fact that you don't care about me and i think that's sweet it's do you know who dory previn is mm. yeah there's a song that that really reminds me of too where um i'm trying to remember the name of it right now um she like almost says that she's going to commit suicide, but she says, "I really won't, though. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put that much pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be allowed to say it." Um, so, where, where do uh, music and comedy meet for you? Because I know you're mm. that they do. Yeah, well, I think music is. So I've gone back and forth to like starting off just playing music and and doing stand up around it and then mm-hmm. feeling like people were hating me so much that I like I wanted to prove that I could do it without it. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And and so then I did this whole album where and it was good. And I was happy with it, but what what here's what I didn't like about it is the one that I did without music, I talked about stories from my life and made joke jokes in there and some mm-hmm. exaggerations mm-hmm. here and there, but people would come up to me afterwards and say did that really happen? And I hate that response. Whereas right now I'm back into like my what I started doing, which is what I realized this is what you love doing. And it's kind of your thing that you do. And mm-hmm. you 
you, who cares what Mark Mariner, even though Mark no, and I was, are healed. Uh, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was that specific. <laughs> but I had the, absolutely the same thing because my thing was musical improv. And mm-hmm. people were like, people are just laughing at you because you can sing. They, or they're just coming to the shows because you can sing. That's yeah. they, they just like the music. You're not actually funny. And I'm like, I'm being very funny. Mm-hmm. You're not listening. I'll prove that I can do what you guys say is real comedy, which is standing with the microphone and nothing else and telling jokes. And there we I go. Did that, and now I'm a pretty good comedian, like, but not notable. And I had this other thing that was like notable, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I want to start doing that where it feels more like me, more yes. like what, how I actually do process thoughts and communicate them. Um, and it's good that it's something different, not a crutch. And it's not uh, well, yeah. And, and the difference between somebody coming up to you after a show and saying, "Did that really happen?" Um, Compared to now or before when I would do stand-up, which what I'm doing now is they're just jokes that you could be plucked from anywhere. You don't learn a thing about me. People say, how did you think of that? Mm-hmm. Which I would rather have somebody say, how did you think of that compared to did that really happen? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like obviously made up and imaginate, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So I what I love about um, I started doing <laughs> my dog snoring. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I started doing it where I was like, I loved um soundtrack like i just love soundtracks and movies that were like star wars or something where Mm -hmm. there's like a good guy sound and there's a bad guy sound and you're watching it unfold and you know when it's the good guy because of the sound and you know when the bad guy and i like that in my stand-up i like to have a good guy and a bad guy sound where i'm i'm bringing their emotions up and down with this noise and then with the exact opposite i'm saying things very calmly that totally you know, don't go together. So you're sort of really. scoring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love, I love letting music drive your emotions, you know? And That's the whole thing. Like, I mean, I think you, we, we go to things to feel stuff, mm-hmm. right? We go, that's, I mean, I don't know. That's why I do. I, I guess it's not why everybody does. But you have an amazing <laughs> like, voice too. So that's the oh, thing. Well, if you. you have the comedy and you have this gift that people don't have, well, it took me also a long time to realize that that's why people say it's not worth anything because they don't have it. So it's not worth anything to them. That's not what they pay with their yeah. groceries with. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is to me. Well, what's what I told my son? Like, I, I'm not a nail painted type guy, but my son has been wanting to get his nails painted. So him and I go together and he got How pink. How old is he? Six. Okay. He got pink, went to school that day, picked him up. Someone made fun of him and said that they were girl colors and whatever Mm -hmm. and the way I tried to explain it to him is I think what we're actually going against with this is it's like okay that person that said that is afraid of life Mm -hmm. and they notice that you have something unique and different and that scares them actually and they don't like it so they had to find the only way that they could think of to tell you that it that it wasn't good yeah so that you to, need to, to like reaffirm the the little shack that they're trying to build to live in. Yes, okay. and I'm not These saying the that other that comedians that shit on us for that no, or in it, that, but well, a lot of them have changed also. A lot yeah. of the ones that were the most like that have been like surprisingly supportive, and even sometimes been like, "Yeah, I used to say stupid things about that. That's not true." <laughs> yeah, I'm like thank you. That's actually nice of you to uh, say. Um, but yeah, because it's also that everybody's growing up and you know just like the way that siblings like can like your your sister your brother's a jerk when you're a kid they're a kid also that's Mm -hmm. not an adult doing that and 
same there's like an adult adolescence i think especially for comedians where people are being like here's how we do comedy and you guys oh, aren't yeah. allowed on our playground anymore if you don't do the comedy our same way uh, now everybody's a little bit more grown up it's always great when you can bounce and do both too when you mm-hmm. can you like see a show and you see the format and you think okay that's not for me the guitar doesn't fully <laughs> fit into the show so i'm going to go up and do without it and mm-hmm. I still fit in and it's great and it's fine, you know? Yeah. But we have that extra little thing that we can do that. And it's so much, it's, it flies by when I'm doing it with the music. Oh, and it's so fun. It's so fun. Like, I'm like, I, oh shit, I got to like a little bit of my material, but mm-hmm. the audience is like happy and I'm happy and it's, it, yeah, it just flies by. So I'm, I'm glad we're both doing it again. Yeah, me too. This has been good for yeah, us. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next song on the playlist is yours yes um, I don't know La Soldene I guess is kind of the way it sounds Le Soleil Donet Le Soleil Donet yeah I guess I was trying to sing what I thought the lyric was that oh, says okay. that but I know it's a romantic song <laughs> but it just sounds good I just like the sound of it by Laurent Bouzy sure <laughs> from 1988 yeah this is this is like a turnover from a friend get made a playlist for me and this was a song on the playlist. Mm-hmm. And then later I met um, some uh, somebody that plays harp for them. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I I like that it has such a like French world musicy almost like a little bit of a Brazilian-y feeling, but then also very eighties. Yeah, like mm-hmm. maybe like the synths or something. I love eighties synth. I mean, me too. The songs that I had on my first album that Richard Swift actually produced, well, cool. he brought in. That's going to come up next to Alex Cameron. Like he really uses that synth kind of vibe as well in a lot of his stuff. But Richard built my album around that synth, and it was like so ahead of its time of like a comeback, sort of like, "Hey, this is actually cool. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not something that we should all like. Yacht. It's not yacht rock to make fun of. It's like cool music that you should figure out how to make it cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was also maybe a, just a whole thing in the aughts of liking things ironically and making fun of things instead of just like you know you just kind of like listening to that that's okay for you to just like listening to that you don't have to be like i listen to it because it's dumb like okay that was rosanna that's how that was my realization with rosanna yeah it was like wait this is actually amazing it's a oh it's the best (laughs) musically lyrically to the top i'm a little conflicted about uh africa sometimes i'm like this feels like I'm doing drugs. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, I have heard this enough, and I am only imagining an acapella group full of white people singing it. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's when it's too stale for me. Yeah. And then the lyrics in that get a little heavy, too, with, like, the Kilimanjaro um, <laughs> <laughs> naming <laughs> off these, like, mm-hmm. specific mountain passes. And yeah. <laughs> they're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? But then, I'm like, ah, you know, it's still, it keeps coming back for a reason, though. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I feel like now we're getting legit romantic with mm-hmm. this this plumber. Yeah. That, that's you. I don't know what turn you're going to take here. I'm interested now that we've kind of sued them up a little bit. And... Well, I tried. I've, I felt like you were teeing me up with this one. And I, I went to Fiorda Latte by um, Phoenix. Oh, God. yeah. You know, I'm like, OK, we're getting all French, right? We're get a little Italian. Phoenix is so good. So good. And this song feels like drugs i think they have some cool live stuff i don't know you don't like live mm-hmm. music that much but. i do i like going i don't like watching it like a concert film 
I would rather pull my eyeballs out. Oh, this one's not a con. They have one where they're on the top of a bu- tour bus in Paris. Okay. And they do videos. like a song like that. It's not even a mu- It's just like them playing it live on this thing. It's really cool. It's like a one-shot video. Seriously, I feel like this this song is like drugs to me. Have you seen them live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they did their, what was it, five nights here? At the Wiltern? Uh, at the, um, oh, it's right by my house, too. Uh, the Fonda. Oh. Uh, yeah, and so that was, uh, yeah, they were great. Um, but, uh, yeah, this the Fior de Latte, I guess, means... Um, uh, their, their quote about it is, it's a song about desire, Fior di Latte being the most erotic ice cream the Italian could imagine. Mm. So they say that that's their little red Corvette also. Ah, they Which, say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is their... their the lyrics in Little Red Corvette get a little odd. Mm-hmm. In the first verse, he talks about like a horse. There, there's. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like... Almost, there are points where I'm like, "Were you going to write a comedy song here? (laughs) (laughs) Were you like going to try to name check as many different condom uh, brands that you could?" Yeah, (laughs) like we get it. It's about sex. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But you know what I love about Phoenix too is that um, they seem, they just don't seem American at all in the sense that they're not. I Mm -hmm. guess right or are. no, I know that they like to like theme their albums, and I think that's really yeah. cool. Mm. Like just getting into different, because um, uh, I think they are. American, I mean, imagine but, they're like, not from Arizona. I don't know. I feel like Aristotle. We so now I'm taping with Aristotle is not in the room, and there's only a teeny tiny window to communicate. And I feel like he knows the answer to this and is freaking out behind the wall. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to give us a thumbs up or some sort of an okay or. I don't know. I don't know. Because um, we'll never know. Uh, yeah. I, I, that was one of the things that I thought I knew about Phoenix, and now you're asking me, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I, I know. Don't. I know. It's kind of, <laughs> and that's the thing, too, though, when you're introducing a song to somebody, and you're embarrassed if you don't fully know all of it. And yeah, that, but how could And they're like, you? so where are they from? You're like, Memphis. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. With all of this, like, I can't possibly, oh, yep, got a message from Aristotle. Uh, they're from France. They're from France. Phoenix okay. is from France. So you yeah. were right. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, uh, yeah, I like I can't. I'm not a music expert, and that's why I mm-hmm. framed the show as like, what do you like, and what do you think would fit in this situation? Not like here's a deep dive into the because I'm not gonna get it right. There yeah. are people who like have master's degrees in this junk. Yeah, and I know. It's not me. And I, I love to hear about it. I do love hearing. Oh yeah, I, me I like too. to do I watch to the those. Ken Burns like country and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. No, that's a that's a really you would you'd be surprised how great it is I, I thought it was gonna be kind of boring and it wasn't yeah i need to get back on the old ken burns train mm-hmm. it's been a while yeah it's really good so back to this plumber yes mm-hmm. is that like is plumber your type or this just came out came about because there'd been a plumber in your house a few times well, is there a i i like the thought of um someone with a totally different world okay well there's a sexy thing about being in your house and somebody coming in it to me you know, somebody coming in it. <laughs> That's very sexy. Yeah, especially if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's less sexy if it's you. It's... Eh, I don't know. That's the part I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is in the end. Yeah. But, you know, anybody that comes into my house, I'm slightly turned on by. That's 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 an employee of some sort. <laughs> like, oh, it's like a power thing? Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. wow. Not like I'm in power. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. you're in my house. I mean, that's the basis of a lot of porn. You're trusting me right now mm-hmm. to be a normal person, mm-hmm. which I'm not. 
<laughs> and I'm trying to be so normal right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like walking, swinging the right arm with the right leg. So I am a, I'm just a man, look, just a human. Just two legs like you guys, right? <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're in the personal, oh, what did I leave out in the room? I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. That yeah. picture of me with my shirt off. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think it's it has to always be there, right? Like any, t- I mean, it, again, it's so cliched porn wise that like, yeah, anytime somebody comes to my house, I'm either like they're hot, or I'm like, I wonder if they think that I'm thinking that they hot that that they're hot because I'm not. And I always wonder what they gather of me, like, like from s- your belongings and yeah, like a, some cleaners that I had at one point. They, I guess, they assumed I was like a very serious musician. Um, and then one day they asked what I did, and I said, I do comedy. And they said, but you're so serious. And they'd seen a guitar and some albums and stuff around. Did and you take just out like an so arrow through the head? <laughs> like, oh, no, like, you didn't see this. Yeah, I'm a very actually sad person. <laughs> yeah, comedian. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah, so that their gathering of me, that whatever they're thinking. One of my, those cleaners actually, once she told me that she got fired from Stevie Nicks. Oh. In, under the suspicion of stealing silverware. Oh, not lyrics. <laughs> that's that's basically the story of landslide uh, well and stevie nicks uh used to clean um recording studios that's how she got in too oh so you think she would respect them a little more yeah yeah mm-hmm. be like hey you get how it is yeah but maybe she was maybe she was stealing music equipment maybe that's who she stole the lyrics from them yep and there we they go. were in the bathroom the singing a song away mm-hmm. <laughs> circles to come coming around um so the next song is For, yours. Yes. And this is Miami Memory by Alex Cameron. Just came out this year, this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an uh, eating your ass like an oyster line in it. And I. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty sexual. Yeah. And I feel like that me and the plumber are to this place now. Oh, so you're like, it's already happening. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do step this. It. We got a little romantic. We had a nice little, would you like to fall in love with me? And then uh-huh. like, hey, can I eat your ass out? <laughs> <laughs> so like for most of this, are you like, you've been standing in the doorway, like casually uh, talking about things that you've done and impressive things about yourself? Yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, did you want a beer or something? I don't know. So, Probably. I mean, yeah. it, that is something that's funny is always asking them if they want something to drink mm-hmm. because they... I'll ask the gardeners. I'll, I'll sometimes go grab Gatorades, bring them back. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I really am into these interactions. I want. I'm not like wanting them to like like me. I'm wanting to just to see how they act when they're treated like a person. Because I think mm-hmm. so many people don't treat them like people. Well, I think a lot of people also are, are ashamed to even be in the exchange. Like, mm-hmm. so they want it over as fast as possible. Like I've, I had a friend who was like, I just I hate that. Like anybody bringing me room service any of it just like get out of here because oh. I respect them and I'm like mm, you know it might not be coming across like it's you know, because you respect them that's also like treating like a PA or, or acting like like um, like if I'm on like when you're, if you're like on set working and somebody's like uh, are you thirsty and you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah I'll just go grab one I'm like no no Jason, go grab Nick a water. And you're like, no, Jason. And they go, no, that's Jason's job. Yeah. We just gave him to do we something that he likes to do. <laughs> he likes to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, now Jason this is part gets, of the ecosystem. Yes. Allow people to do their jobs. Yeah. And Don't thank rely them on it. them. Yeah. Don't like tell them to do them. Just if they're doing them, do them. And then I, I, I also kind of like playing like the, oh, I can't clean my house. <laughs> and people come you. in, so I don't know about dishes. Yeah. <laughs> and I they're like, like, oh, I want to take care of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you 
eat their asshole. Like an oyster. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like uh, that's. I'm also. I mean, at this point, I'm having a problem with the um, with the hygiene of the whole situation. You mm. know, because we are in a filthy bathroom, and we're assuming that they have been getting a little sweaty. Yeah, and who know? I mean, who else's bathrooms have they been fixing? That's a good point. And are they intimate with those people as well? Probably. But, <laughs> I mean, if they're a sexy plumber. I mean, here's what I have to th- believe and possibly know. I don't know if I'm going to get into that or not mm-hmm. about eating ass is that you're kind of just in it for whatever. Yeah, I guess that's true. You're already <laughs> eating ass. If you're there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. And I feel like if anybody's like, hey, I want to eat your ass, if it's not a good situation, you're probably going to be like, eh, not now. Mm-hmm. Unless like you're no like, one's just going to be like... Unless you're like a psychopath, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. Um, I was worried that I was getting another text from Aristotle saying, actually, no, people enjoy that, but um, <laughs> he was not correcting that fact. Um, yeah, well, and I, now I'm feeling a little bit bad about sexualizing um, uh, people's jobs, but they sexualize ours. Yeah. Well, they, dudes, at least. They don't Everybody is a sexual comics. being. Now, if Even you can male acknowledge... Comics, people are like... Yeah, that's I hot. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah, female comics are like ew, gross, yuck, no, get out of here. I find that so odd. It's, it's intimidate. They're intimidated. Yeah, it's a different, like, yeah, it's is a dichotomy that's awesome. That's like, it's it's definitely like after show. Like men are afraid to speak to a woman that just was so smart. That's the thing, and um, you at least I did at least figure out you have to start the conversations, like because as a woman, I'm used to like someone will approach me if they want to talk mm-hmm. to me. But after I've been performing, sometimes they'll just kind of like haunt you like a little corner ghost. Where mm. They just sort of float around you and you have to be like, hi, did you want to talk? Sometimes I get the vibe that women give me can be like, you are my servant. You just made me laugh. Ugh. Like <laughs> like this like thing after a show, which is like a weird power play they're trying to play uh-huh. or something where well, I'm just like, that's... hey, lady, I'm not getting involved. That's also <laughs> just a really bad, like I, I one of the first uh, things that I wrote was this video about a, because the the touring company that I was working along with, like when I worked at the UCB, the UCB touring company would go out and mm-hmm. do a lot of shows and they would come back. One of my friends in the show, I'd be like, hey, did you have fun? Girls like you. And he would be like, no, because there's hotter guys in the show, so they hit on them. Uh, none of these girls hit on me. All they say to me is like, well, you're so stupid. What are you even doing here? Oh my God, you're so dumb. And I'm like, oh, they are hitting on you. That's yeah. just a very bad way that some women have of hitting on mean, guys to be they mean. think are funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, why you're so stupid. Oh my God. Do you get that why where people are mean talk to you? To me? At shows? Like where people are mean. Like afterwards? they're a fan and they don't know how to be funny. They're trying to be funny and it's just mean. Sometimes no, it's more weird. I'll get them being just odd and then they're like that was weird of me i'm so sorry and i'm like it's okay it's all right <laughs> um but online I've, I've gotten the the like oh i saw you being an asshole with your to your friends so i thought i could be an asshole to you I'm like no no no, that was with my friends we've got a history they know i'm joking when i yeah. say something a little mean to them yeah like god i had last night i was at swingers eating alone and mm-hmm. uh sounds fun yeah it's before <laughs> show you know. <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> and uh this guy was just staring. At, he sat down and was just staring, staring, staring. And finally, he had another friend come and he's like, and from across the restaurant, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say hi now because I'll keep staring at you if I don't. 
And he came over and introduced himself. And I'm like, okay, thanks, man. And, he, and then back at his table to the waitress. I don't know if you know who he is. I'm just sorry. I just, I can't help it. I'm, you scare me. He, uh, <laughs> he was saying, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I do. I do dislike that when they're like, uh, you're, I'm, I'm, you're intimidating. You're scary. You're, uh, or when they're like, I'm being an asshole. And you're like, anything in that tone of voice where you're like, okay, now I have to stand here and take care of you. Like, yes. You're not an asshole. And I'm sorry I was scary to you. I don't have to be scary. I didn't mean to be at all. Yeah, like, eh, take care of yourself. And then I'm like, well, that's why you can get on stage and that's not what they do for a living. I because, had this one. Yeah, that's your type of confidence, not theirs. It's this, after a show, a very intoxicated woman was trying to tell me a story. <laughs> Did she just start it over and over and never get to it? Yes. Could okay. not get into it. And her friends were behind her like, we're so sorry. No, wait. No, he we're wants to hear so it. No, 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 no. Okay. So, so I'm telling it now. So. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Now I'm going to say it. So stop. <laughs> okay. You know, when you, oh, what is that? No. Okay. Wait, shut up. You guys, I'm telling him a story. Okay, that's what I said this, to her. You do that. And okay. I go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling him. Actually, stop it. you know what? I, you don't need to tell me the story. What? Yes. Okay, fine. No, no, no. It's just oh. it's, no, 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 no. You're doing right. This is me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Tell me the story. No. <laughs> oh God. He's what being a-, a jerk now. He doesn't want to hear my story. Oh, what is happening? Okay. <laughs> All right. You're funny. I'm not. I get it. <laughs> it was- my friends think I'm funny. Yeah. Exactly the whole thing. Yep. Her friends were giving me like, it's okay. We don't. Ha- you don't have to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> There is no story. There's never been a story. She was just hatched. I I wanted to be like, listen, from all the things that you've said trying to get into the story, I don't, I couldn't even imagine what the story is because I haven't, and it's been five minutes. You know what? I I think that you can't do that I can do with the reverse gender. Uh, I will just laugh at whatever they just said like it was a joke and then they're okay. Uh, Like if they say something weird, like they're like, I wrote a character that looks like you and I can just be like, (laughs) okay. Uh, it's fun tonight, right? Okay. What did it look like, though? Like, what? No, I would not ask a follow-up. <laughs> no. Oh, really? What? Well, what? I mean, huh? you drew this character up, or see? Yeah, don't do that. You don't uh-huh. want to do that. Mm-hmm. That because those are the the people that approach. A lot of times, I will have like, um, like if they're podcast fans, they're cool. Mm-hmm. If they're people who've just like seen three shows in a row, sometimes it's like a. I, I made a sculpture for you. I'm like, oh, cool. Good. <laughs> See, that's something that I wouldn't get. <laughs> that's like Kate Micucci territory right there, too. I remember oh, like... Oh, yeah. People <laughs> must make sculptures for her all the time. Oh no, and she's so sweet that, you know, I mean, she's like... One time there was a guy in the front row with her name on his shirt, and she was like, that's Greg. He's at all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Greg. Yep. yep. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey, you know, people express, them, express themselves all different ways. Um, next song... Is mine, mm-hmm. um, and it's Tehran, nineteen seventy-nine. Written and performed by Brian Retzel, Debbie Harry, and Shirley Manson for the television series American Gods. Nineteen seventy-nine is the name of the song. It's called Tehran, Tehran, nineteen seventy-nine. The year I was born. Ah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I already like this. It feels like real life. That do you believe heaven above? Do you believe? In love. It's almost exactly that song. Oh, see, Send this me is that an thing angel. that I was. You know the song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, this it's so it's very like score soundtrack ish. But I felt like at this point, again, you know, 
we're, we're just in it. Yeah, and it's got person. a nice driving baseline. So I'd imagine that we got through the eating ass, and now it's like we're just doing it. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it with a plumber. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And think I just of, had the plumber come to my house a bunch of times too. I forgot about that. I had to get a new water heater. Oh, that that kind of plumbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was because my six year old has been jamming things into the toilet. Oh, well, that's fun. Toilet things though, but things that I've told him not. Like wet wipes, like don't put them in. Yeah, but I mean, it's this house from the twenties, man. Don't do it. It's such a fun game. I mean, you're lucky it's not peanuts. Well, let's talk to your mom. (laughs) 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 I would would love it if that was what my son said. Like, hey, you're lucky it's not peanuts, man. (laughs) Yeah, this could be a lot weirder. (laughs) You could have a lot more to explain every time this guy has to come by or lady. Um, Yeah, uh, I, I mean. Toilets are just magic. Yeah. I do hate and that people. Eat stuff. Yeah. I do hate that people flush uh, wet wipes. We did a whole Adam Rowan's everything about that. And still, anytime I mention it online, people are like, oh, I guess what you're saying is you're disgusting. And I'm like, you can use them. Get a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> there's literally no. So then there's no poop sick. in your trash? Well, I, yeah. Okay. I guess. Listen, do I need to explain to you that I do a dry wipe <laughs> before I do a wet wipe? Yeah. I yeah. want to get a bulk of it out of the way. Yeah, and also I let the poop stop first. Like I'm yeah. not like catching things, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> <laughs> you're not just like <laughs> you're not using it like a glove, like yeah. a baseball glove. No, yeah. and then just like rubbing that all over yeah, the place, throwing like, a no. curveball out of your ass. And <laughs> but but yeah, there's this whole thing because it used to be that people would just use regular toilet paper and be like, I did a good job. I can mm-hmm. get on with my day. And now it's like, no, you have to destroy the sewer systems to not be a disgusting monster. Yeah, I don't even understand how toilet paper is okay. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me either. Well, it breaks up. I'm at, at my age, I feel I'm 40. I've learned a lot. I'm using less toilet paper than I've ever used in my life right now. Me too. I have really learned to consolidate. When I think about how much I used to use, it's crazy. It's a sin. What I used to ball doing? it up. Yes. Like a softball. You fold it. Just oh, just an easy it. fold. I tried yeah. tried putting that in my son's mind. He just thinks, no, I, I need a baseball in my hand. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. the wrinkles, like, you're not getting it all. It's no, not no, even no, a but clean... it's fun this way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, so many mistakes of my youth. But... I'm a, I do, are you the type of person that you're dating somebody and I've never pooped. Girls don't poop. We don't talk about poop. No, I can't be. Yeah. I can't be. I've got um, ulcerative colitis, which is kind of like Crohn's. People are more familiar with Crohn's usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, a th- it's a, um, what's it called when it's always there? Chronic. It's a chronic illness that comes and goes. But mm-hmm. it does mean that like sometimes my butt is not my own. Uh. And so pe- everybody's got to be down with that. And I think I have a lot of good qualities also. Does it? Do you also shit your pants every now and again? Not anymore. But it has happened in my lifetime, yeah. I almost did yesterday. Wow. It was bad. Yikes. Yikes. And I ran by Nash, Natasha Legero and Moshe Cash. They're, they're my neighbors. And I was with my son. Mm-hmm. And it was the thing where I was like, get out of the car. You pull up, <laughs> get out of the car. And I had the dog and like we get into the yard and I just like dropped the dog leash, dropped all the things that I had and was running into the house. And then Towns comes in, my son, and he's like, Moshe and Natasha say hi. And I'm like, oh God, what did you say to him? That you had to poop? Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody poops. It's wild to think that they don't. I know. I know. It just reminds me of when I was young where I, my dad was outside washing the boat in our front yard. Like, Is that like a euphemism for pooping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sit there washing the old boat. Out in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> he was cleaning the boat in the front yard. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the upstairs bathroom and there was like a window, but it was the side of the house. And I knew he was outside and I was out of toilet paper. And, I, you know, at the same time, the richest, best looking, nicest family in the neighborhoods walking down the street on a family walk. Mm-hmm. All wearing white. Probably. Walking a white poodle. Yeah. And the, yeah OK. The, pristine. The pristine yeah. people is what we're saying. Heitloff is Ooh. their last name. That's powerful. Ooh. And um, right. As my dad explains it to me. It's like, you know, right when you're saying hi to somebody like you see them two blocks away, but you're going to say hi when they're 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. Right at that say hi moment from out the upstairs window, I started screaming, Dad, I need toilet paper. <laughs> Dad. And he was like, uh. And it just, well, I was relentless about this toilet paper. He's crafting up there. <laughs> uh. Doing a project. Yeah. It, I mean, our, our shame about pooping. Yeah. Okay. It smells, but it's universal. Like, I sometimes just enjoy just going through like a list of highfalutin celebrities and powerful people mm-hmm. and reminding myself they poop. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, every yeah. single one. I probably love it. Yeah. Probably some sicko that Ooh. Yeah. saves it. Yeah, yeah, like in Tupperware. Like has little dates written on them. I had an ex of mine that- uh, No, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> that she- Oh, uh, God. She had um, fissures. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that yet, though. Okay. And so it was a fun surprise for later. Yeah. So she goes to the doctor because there's a problem, and she just packed up some of her own poop to bring into the doctor. Thought you might need this. And the doctor was like, "That's not how it works. <laughs> you don't just That's bring for, poop in for dogs, or if we ask yeah. for it. Yeah. But we'll send yeah. you a kit home, and we'll yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I had a one of the guys that I lived with in college, totally different sort of thing. Um, he was a he was a mean pranker. But these were people who were jerks. We lived behind a um, uh, like a frat house that had gotten kicked off of campus. Um, and they used to uh, there was a guy who would sit outside with a uh, BB gun or maybe a pellet gun. I don't know, but he would like shoot at people. And I remember them having like a big um, like super homophobic sign up. And there were just and we were a bunch of like weirdo artsy people. So one of my friends uh, took a shit in a shoebox and covered it with packing peanuts and sent it to them in the mail so that they would have to, like, sort through the peanuts <laughs> and find what's at the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, I gave my dad a, um, a box of shit for one of his birthdays that he mm. opened in front of his friends. <laughs> uh, Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I just done it upstairs maybe 10 minutes prior. Oh, so it's a warm gift. It's the thing where you forgot, you, you forget you got you didn't get somebody something. And... <laughs> so you got to make them something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I had sprayed my mom's perfume all over the box thinking that that was going to cover it up. It, yeah. But, you know, poop in, in open air is never going to, you can't really hide it. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, depending on your diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. My... my, my <laughs> My my cat has gotten real proud of his. Oh. That's the problem with having a cat. They shit inside your house and then I know. parade around about it. That's the hard thing for me and cats. Yeah. Uh, that and trust issues. Anyway, on to the next song in the playlist. Is this me? It's you. It's your last my one. My final song, mm-hmm. Thank You, by Francis and the Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like two songs in one. You won't hear the second half of it, but... This is the beginning. 
It's recorded on an iPhone. Yeah. In uh, Justin Vernon's living room. Yes. Bunny bear. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Francis and the Lights videos? No, but in, just in reading about Francis and the Lights, I was like, oh, this does seem like a real cool, like, live act. Yeah, well, he, he, you know, he does like a lot of, he plays in like a lot of the Chance the Rapper stuff too. And, um, but he, his music videos are so good. Yeah. One of them has Kanye West in it and it's not, he's not even in the song. He's just literally standing there watching him and Justin Vernon dance. <laughs> and it's, but he's a really good like dancer, like artistic kind of interesting guy. It is funny that that's sort of where art has been deposited in po- popular culture. Like mm-hmm. we can do weird art things in music videos. Mm-hmm. And not have to have more of an explanation for them. Nope. Like if you do them, you can't do that just in a regular TV show. And who People are don't the... really go to museums, but. And what are music videos for anymore? Yeah. If not anything, just to like expose some sort of artistic side of yourself. Yeah. Because expand a little bit on the the artist's, I don't know, point of view or aesthetic. Yeah, and cameos. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to do it. I like why not get somebody more famous than you in your videos so people think. Oh, I thought you meant you like to do music videos for Cameo. Oh, uh, I mean, app they've when, been knocking down my door. Are you I'll tell on? You that much. Are you on Cameo? No, uh, I I joined and never made the like, hi, ask me to do stuff video because mm-hmm. the same thing. They were just like, hey, don't you want to join? Come on, we need people. Need, hey, there are. There's a nine year old who wants. You to say happy birthday mm-hmm. to her uncle. That doesn't exist. I remember like Joe Mandy, like the, the funniest thing I've seen somebody do with, with, with Cameo is Joe Mandy got, I forget who he got to announce his tour dates. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> like, funny. posted it. <laughs> like that's, that's the way to use Cameo right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, we are, we're just commodities now, just human beings. Or someone got Mark McGrath to break up with their boyfriend. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean. And he did it really good, too. Did, was the information just break up with them or was it like, I need you to say these things? Like he got to decide exactly how he said it and what he was saying? I think, yeah, I think there was like a note okay. and that he like kind of talked around it like, wow, this isn't going to be easy. <laughs> I almost want to do those type of cameos. <laughs> like if people yeah. wanted me to just break up with people uh-huh. for them, I think I could do that. I would probably shit on the person who had hired me a lot, but. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, also, thanks for being a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, would, would it would you be picking someone who the person who's getting dumped is a fan of or someone that you, the dumper, is a fan of? Oh, I would say somebody that they're a fan yeah, of. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. Otherwise, you're a real, real selfish jerk. Final song in the playlist mm-hmm. um, is New Year, New Me by Slotface. Uh, just came out in December of last year. Not so much romantic, but I feel like at this point, we're done, Plumber. Mm-hmm. And we're probably not going to do this again. We're going to make smarter choices. We're not going to just sleep with any old plumber who wants to eat our ass or get theirs eaten. But maybe oh, we want to nice. change. Yeah, they're this uh, band from Norway that a lot of their stuff is like, more. Than, their stuff is usually more like punk rockish. Mm. Um, and this is a much more chill vibe for them, but I really like it. And it's one of those songs that ha- like has really simple lyrics that just say the stuff that you say all the time. Like, yeah, okay, this year I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna read the books that I say I'm gonna read, but I'm not gonna read them. And yep. uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make things a little bit better, but I probably am not. Eh, mm-hmm. Whatever. And I um 
I mean, I like florid, interesting lyrics, but I also really appreciate ones that are very simple and conversational. And I feel like this one nails that. And the song sounded really smooth, mm-hmm. like it was a nice, like a nice groove. Yeah, kind of sounded like Nico Case. Yeah, yeah, that's not what they usually sound like. But in mm-hmm. this, but I can see why you say that. I I'm obsessed with Nico Case. That's a, another person I can watch a lot of live stuff from. I so I had to write a song for this um, Jim Henson show that I was running mm-hmm. last year. Um, I had to write a bunch of songs. We did a musical episode. I think that's okay for me to say. Um, and I was having a hard time with doing with accidentally writing things people kept being like oh that sounds like that part of this song that sounds like that part of this other song that sounds like and I'd be like shit okay Mm -hmm. all right let me change it let me change and I was so worried I was gonna accidentally put out a song with all of these people trusting me that was accidentally ripping off another song and I wrote to uh Paul Williams and Nico Case Mm -hmm. and they both wrote back to me I was like how do I why am I doing how do I not do this and Paul Williams gave me all this like advice and was like, you know, think about it like we don't we 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 play music, so play around in it. We don't write music. And Nico was just like, live your truth, man. Mm-hmm. No, nothing's perfect. Every every song is every other song that's ever been. Just do your shit and get it out there. And I was like, she's right. She's, she's getting right biblical also. with it. She's Ecclesiastes <laughs> there. I mean, it was really just like <clears throat> you can't kill yourself about something like this. But I really appreciated that. I was like, wow, she cared enough to write back. I got advice from like really great music people <laughs> i mean it's like the joke world thing you know like mm-hmm. like anytime like i never think when i if i think of a joke about uber i never go i never take it to stage thinking i'm sure someone's already done that i just do it oh my whole like i've written so many jokes about breakups and relationships and for a while there that was another thing that i was like it's too hack stop it and then i was like yeah you know what this is what i spend my time yeah. thinking this way about and and coming up with metaphors about and which oh my, lead to jokes my, my dog farted that's okay everybody poops everybody farts yeah. even dogs i i had this this uber joke that i decided i mean it it was like so silly but i i mentioned having a son and i say and i actually brought him tonight but i realized there's like 15 minutes when he can't be watched by me so I found this this babysitter app called Uber <laughs> where the, the babysitter just shows up you know <laughs> what a wild ride that is and uh, <laughs> and then I just heard like four other comics do jokes about Uber like that night and I was like oh it's cut yeah not because like that wouldn't be like the breakup joke where it's like yeah we're all writing about getting hurt or something but like I was like yeah it just sounds like the topic of Uber mm-hmm. well also the the word yeah. Like something like that. If you even, I mean, it wouldn't work with your jokes, but if it was some sort of like shift from Uber to to ride share, mm-hmm. that changes it. Like I can't stand, I, I cannot hear the word Trump on stage. I'm like, just that word is so hack. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't care how brilliant whatever you have to say is. It's just a hack word. I've to never me. said it on stage. Yeah, me neither. Because it just is, it's so over oversaid everywhere and i imagine too that they're coming into that room because they've heard the trump too much i mean that's definitely what i feel i'm like and they're like why don't we take a break from this not hear about trump yeah yeah unless it's like david cross i don't want to hear it (laughs) but like michael jackson also i'm like oh god yeah Mm. um anyway um what do people need to know about you should have asked you that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, people had to really wait to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I will be on tour, but I don't know when this comes out. But this week. Oh, this week. Oh, great. I'll be on tour with Damien Gerardo. God, I should have put some of his songs on here. Um, 
uh, up and down the East Coast. We're doing like it's co-headlining music and comedy variety show type. Oh, so thing. great. Yeah. It's gonna cool. Be fun. Mm-hmm. How long? Uh, two weeks. Nice. We're doing it for two weeks. Yeah. And then um, tune in to the Tonight Show on the 27th. Never heard of it. I'm going to try and promote the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is a head writer there now. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who? Nita Swiss. Oh. She was uh, I I she was a writer with me at Corden and then moved over there. Anyway, yes. Do all that. Where can people find out more about all of those dates and stuff? NickThune.com cool. and Instagram and, you know, all the places. Cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool. We'll, we'll put up links to all that, too. Um, And thank you very Yeah, much. thank you. I think we made a good playlist. I think this was really good. Go fuck your plumber. Do you put a link for the playlist? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by Cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.